Welcome to Musically Speaking, the podcast with your hosts, Lewis and Pedro, where we discuss all things music, the business of music, and making your mark as an independent artist. We're glad you're here. So let's get this show started. Six twenty four thirty six k pushing that product all day like ooh yeah. They say you're shallow, but you're living in the deep and making them mans now, whipping them bands now. Ooh yeah. Welcome to another episode of Musically Speaking, the podcast. My name is Lewis. And my name is Pedro. And drum roll, please. We have a first, our first guest on Musically Speaking podcast, Mr. Roman himself, Mr. Roger Otega. Hey, what's up, y'all? How you guys doing? Uh, first of all, first of all, Roger, thank you for for hanging out with us, taking the time to, to chat with us. You have a a very very busy schedule when you're not working out a million times a day <laughs> or, or or being a dad you 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 you're playing guitar yeah, or yeah playing guitar you you're being a music man and being a music man involves being a jack of all trades first of all how are you i'm good man i'm really good um as as you mentioned i've been uh been working out like uh, crazy now. I, I set a goal for t- uh, 2017, I think it was, uh, not to to like. I wanted to do a certain amount of workouts. I think it was like 260 workouts, and um, for the year. Well, congratulations, man. That's a big lofty goal. More folks should kind of do that. You know, just take control of their health. Cool, very cool. I wanted to ask you in terms of music. I know that uh, you had a great opportunity to. Uh, to be in the building for the 2018, uh, the 60th Grammys in New York. And I wanted to kind of for you to share your experience. What what was that like just to be in that building? Uh, it was pretty amazing. I, I think what what, what really uh, did it for me was um, the fact that I'd earned my spot there, you know. And, you know, granted, you know, I'm not not famous like, you know, lots of the people in that building are and nor am I, you know, selling as many records as lots of those people, but I had earned my spot just enough uh, to be there uh, to get the invite to go and, uh, and to be able to take my wife after all the years of, of, of really working hard to push uh, the albums and, and, and my career and try to establish myself. It was, it was, um, it's like I was validated, you know, and, and that they were, that these years were, weren't for nothing and um it, it was really cool i may not have been accepting a grammy but but i was there you know and uh watching you know the the commercials was was really cool during the commercial breaks i always say this it's cool to see all the a-listers on the floor get up and start talking to each other because i start wondering like wow i wonder what collaborations you know are being made right now what power moves are being made right now and um it was a really cool experience uh to to be there and uh, and, and to learn a lot about it as far as how the production goes. Uh, they actually give out, I want to say, like 80-some Grammys altogether. And they have a pre-ceremony that's about three hours long uh, where I actually got to sit in, like, the third row. And that's where they hand out, like, 75 of them. Uh, they hand out most of them then and probably more now because I don't think they handed out very many on the telecast this year. 
Uh, but you sit there and you see people from these obscure, um, you know, um, genres or, you know, you'd like, like you always see so-and-so won and already won his Grammy today uh, or won two Grammys earlier today. And, and that's where they hand out a lot of those, um, like for children's music, folk music, um, dance music, all like the non-mainstream uh, genres or categories rather. And to, to watch them really, you know, see people getting up around me just collecting Grammys was pretty crazy. It was a pretty crazy yeah. uh, feeling to see all that. Yeah, that sounds amazing. You're, you are part of that process of being able to choose who perhaps gets that wonderful Grammy award. And how is that experience? And how does, how does someone kind of wrap their head around, oh, man, I, I have to choose the best of this group. You know, how, how was that process? Well, so there's several, like I said, they, they hand out so many Grammys. But as a, as a voting member, you're only allowed to vote in somewhere from six to ten categories or something like that. You, there's only so many you can vote in. So you kind of have to, to pick and choose. And so I tend to stick to the categories that, that I know best. Um, and usually it's the mainstream ones. Uh, and every now and then I'll throw a bone to to someone who's asked me to vote for their song uh, or their album or whatever, and like, like I say, the children's category or something like that. Um, I always try to help those guys out too because it's funny how, and, and, and I don't know who's going to hear this, and I don't know, you know, what kind of trouble I can get in, but it's really political and it's really uh, a popularity contest. And yeah. I'm in some of these groups where you see people in there. And and they really just kind of kiss a lot of booty to the people that have already won Grammys, and they're trying to get some of their, you know, rub some of their shine, you know, rub, get some of their shine to rub on them, and uh, and it's just, it's just, it's almost disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna say, it. you know, because you know you've got people doing this, and um, record companies that have lots of money to throw behind promoting. Uh, their their artists in these groups because there's chapters all over the country. Uh, like there's the New York chapter, there's the Philadelphia chapter. There's all these chapters for the Grammys, and you know these these companies throw their money in behind people, and so people you know really like the little guy really doesn't have much of a shot in these main categories. Uh, my album was under consideration for a Grammy nomination. I didn't it didn't get nominated. But um, it was there, and I remember when I, you know, you'd have to go in, you have to talk to these people, you have to uh, say, hey, listen to my music, this is for your consideration, you know, hopefully you'll consider me when, when voting. And, and, and most of these guys, like, man, like, that weren't in my category. Uh, they're just like, man, you are in, like, the monster's den because, you know, you're, that's where you're up against, like, Chris Brown and Beyonce and all those guys, you know, and I'm like, Hey, you know, what can I do? It's all I can do. I don't have a, a monster machine behind me, you know, uh, just dropping money on, on, on people's heads and promoting me. I try not to, to, to go with the most popular. I tend to go with, with what I actually like. Um, and I try to be fair, you know, but, um, you know, I'm just, there's just certain songs in, in the categories that I'm not into, and I'll just go with what I would listen to or what I would choose, you know. Gotcha. That, that makes, makes perfect sense. So, so how did you get involved? How did you become a member of the Academy? Do you apply for that? How does that work? So actually, yeah, something you have to apply to. And uh, my manager, uh, Katrina, you, you know her, Pedro. Uh, you know, she messaged me a couple years ago, and, and she says, hey, she said, we, we, 
you know, we, we think you should be a part of the, the National Recording Academy. Uh, you should submit all the paperwork. And she told me what I needed to submit. And it's based on uh, record sales, um, attendance, like show attendance, and songwriting credits. And so I submitted everything that I had. This way, I, I just wanted to give everything so they wouldn't come back and ask for anything else or just turn me down. And uh, I got accepted on the first try, which was really cool. And um, I was shocked. <laughs> so it was, uh, again, a very validating uh, experience for me. One of the things that you mentioned that I found very interesting is if, if you saw the telecast, Drake was talking about how these awards are, are not going to validate you because winning, like you kind of alluded to, is somewhat of a popularity contest or there's a lot of power behind who gets chosen. Do you feel what Drake was talking about as an artist? Do you feel that it's important to be part of the Recording Academy? But at the same time, I know that I have a lot of, you know, people that are behind me and really supporting me that the Grammy doesn't validate that piece. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Man, I mean, I almost stood up in my living room by myself and gave that man a standing ovation when he said that because He's right, you know, and people don't look at it like that. People see success as, oh, you're on the radio or you're, you know, you're, you're, you're doing these sold out concerts at Madison Square Garden or, you know, whatever arena. And, and it's funny. I, I always think about this and I, and because, you know, my dad passed away a couple of years ago. So I, I think about mortality a lot and I think about the end of my career, like, okay, how much longer am I going to do this? How much longer do I want to do this? And I always like, the post I already have I've written a post like in my head like five six years ago that when I was ready to be done I'd be like say something like you know it's it's funny when you're chasing your dream sometimes you don't realize that if you stop and look around you're actually living it you know and and Drake really spoke to me on that and because that's how I feel you know so you're not accepting this popularity contest or listen i would take it in a heartbeat you know to put grammy award winner behind my name of course i'd you know sell my soul but at the same time it made you appreciate where you are when he said you know if you've got your city behind you i'm like i do you know and then he's like if you've got people that are singing your song word for word and i'm like i do you know he's like you got people that support you and i'm like man this is crazy drake you're right you know and so um you know, you don't necessarily need the Grammy, like you said. You 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 made it. You know, it's just to what degree are you willing to to accept that you made it, or 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 are you willing to um, to say, you know what, I'm ready. I, I've gotten this far. Do I want to keep going? You know, or am I going to stay with this? Am I happy with this? Or am I going to settle for this? Um, I'm. I love where I am. I'd like to take it further. Uh, but Drake and Drake saying that really, I, I mean, I think it spoke to a lot of people. This works to a lot of people. I said, I almost gave that man a standing ovation by myself. <laughs> you weren't alone, man. I think I felt the same way. <laughs> yeah. As folks who are just like us, kind of working within the music industry and working within a, a platform where not necessarily you're, there's so much out there, it, it really spoke to a lot of people. And I think that this is a great segue to something that, has really been exciting for me to talk to other people about, but I know that Roger, you're super excited about, you have a, a cruise coming up where you are kind of the main attraction. And that speaks to exactly what kind of Drake was talking about. You're going to have 
not just uh, your fans behind you, but you're going to have the ship and everybody's going to be focused on you for, for a, a several days. Tell us how this whole cruise idea came about and kind of like, what, when did the, when did the light bulb go off and say, Hey, this is probably something I should do. Um, so it was about maybe two years ago. Uh, my a guy that I used to work with years ago who's now a travel agent, his name's Craig Thomas, and he'd approached me uh, about doing a cruise. And I was like, I mean, at the time, I'm like, you know, I don't want to do a cruise. I don't, I, you know, you know, I can't sell out a boat, you know, so why would I go and, and, and on this cruise? And I don't even know if anybody would go with me, you know, so um, he would keep talking to me about it and I kept turning him down and and finally, he, he put it in, in perspective. He said, listen, they're willing to put you on this boat with 3,500 people. And he said, you could take one fan on there. You could take 3,000 fans on there. He said, but you're going to have an opportunity to make new fans. He said, and to expose yourself to, uh, to, new, to people that may not have ever heard it. And... He said, we can set this up so that you can do it, and we can bring your fans on board as well, and we can give them a great package, blah, blah, blah. And I talked with management about it. I talked with uh, my wife about it, and we all agreed, you know what? How many people get the opportunity to do this? And um, so after a while, I finally said, yeah, let's do it. So it was going to uh, be something that, that uh, you know, I just I'd never done a cruise, so I didn't. I, I've been on like the new kids on the block cruise, uh, and I've seen how that's run, and that's crazy. It's a crazy cruise because we're talking a boat of 3,500, you know, female fans of the new kids on the block trying to get to these five guys, and I see. I'm like, okay, it's not going to be like that because I don't have 3,500 people going. You know, uh, this is going to be a little more relaxed, and so they were like, okay, if you went on vacation. What kind? Of, you were on a, on a cruise. What kind of things would you want to see? What kind of things would you want to do? And so we made this whole cruise based around stuff that I would enjoy if I went on a cruise like that. And uh, and it's 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 a really cool uh, cool deal. So we've got some fans going. We'll be making some new fans. And um, like for instance, um, my DJ, uh, you know J Rock, DJ J Rock. I think you know him, Pedro. Uh, yes, he. So he's um, he's going to be my DJ for the cruise, and we've been rehearsing and setting up things. So we're going to have a party every night. Um, he'll host the party every night at one of the lounges there, and then Monday Monday afternoon, I think it is. I think we have like a you know I love basketball. I'm not very good at it, but we're going to have like a basketball game uh, or a basketball contest where two winners will get to have private dinners with me on the boat. Um, then Monday night, we're going to have an 80s and 90s R&B performance, which is, well, I am, I guess it's me. <laughs> so I'll be doing like some of my favorite 80s and 90s R&B songs. Um, Tuesday, I think we're in Cape Canaveral, Florida. We're not doing anything in the daytime, uh, but we'll have the party on, on Tuesday night. Same thing Wednesday. We're in the Bahamas at Grand Syrup K. Um, nothing on Wednesday, but the, the party that night. And then Thursday we're in Nassau, and then I've got a performance on the back of the boat, uh, which is going to be an outdoor performance, and I'm really excited about that one because that'll be my songs, my music, um, with my fans, and and hopefully new people. Um, and then 
Friday morning, we're doing like our meet and greet, like 10 o'clock, you know, to whatever. We're doing pictures and hanging out with people. And then Friday afternoon, I think, I can't remember what day, but there's a ropes course on this boat where like you can swing out over the edge of the boat and stuff. And so I'm going to do that even though I'm scared of heights and we're doing that with a bunch of people. Um, and then I'm hosting a karaoke thing on Friday night about nine o'clock. And then Saturday afternoon, it's um, ask us anything. We've got like, you know, they're putting us in a conference room and, and people, no questions are off limits. And then we're trying to do a group dinner Saturday night with people. Um, you know, as many people as we can get as close to me as possible um, Saturday night. Uh, and then on, I guess that Sunday when we get on the boat, people are coming in for a quick meet and greet. And then, um, we're doing a meet and drink later that night before we go to see DJ J rock, uh, DJ at the club. So lots of stuff going on, man, lots of stuff going on. So it's, it, it's, uh, it's going to be some work. <laughs> it's going to, but I'll, I'll have some downtime. I'll get a little bit of time to hang out with uh, some of my friends and stuff. So it'll be good. For those who are missing out, man, it, it, this is something that is action packed. So eventually, if if you decide to want to do this again, those who missed out or those who were there are really going to be just very impressed with with everything that went down. So, yeah, well, you know, I think a lot of it is it, this first time around. Um, they stuck me on a seven day cruise, uh, which I wasn't really what I wanted to do. I wanted to stick to like a four or five day cruise, and unfortunately, I think seven, I mean seven days is a long time. For people to get away, especially if you got to travel, then you're looking at taking eight or nine days off work for people, you know. And so I've already told them, we've already discussed that there's going to be another cruise, and um, and there will be another cruise. Uh, but I told them I, I'm not doing anything more than four or five days. Like it needs to be four or five days so I can get my, you know, m more of my people on that want to be there, and it's less expensive than you know, a seven day cruise. Uh, I want to keep the same package right now. Like the, the, the biggest draw, I think, for a lot of people outside of myself is the fact that alcohol is included in this cruise. And that's typically not the case with cruises. You know, typically you get on a cruise and you got you get a bill at the end for four or $500 for just your alcohol, you know. So alcohol is included in it. And I think when we do it next year, uh, we'll, um, we'll have it again. So um, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous because it's my first cruise. But next year, by next year, I'll have all the bugs out. I'll know what I'm doing. I'll be a vet. <laughs> We're going to get crazy. <laughs> uh, that, that sounds like fun. I ha you have, do you have any plans in terms of social media, any Facebook Lives or any Twitters, anything you're going to do while you're on the boat or that, or that you can do? Sure. My Instagram stories will be popping. I'm sure I'm going to be uh, posting those. And we may go live here and there. Um, I'm going to – I'm trying to figure out how we're going to do, do all that stuff really because – um, it seems like I'm going to be pretty busy. I don't know how, how often I'll be able to have my phone in my hand, um, but I'll, I'll find a way. I usually do, you know. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Well, let me ask you. I mean, usually, um, you know, it, it takes a great team behind you to put something like this together. Do you want to talk about your team and, 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 and what's involved in putting something like this together? Absolutely. Um, so Next Mix Productions, uh, Katrina Hertz and, uh, and Rachel Bazaar, uh, are are the two ladies uh, outside of my wife, you know, um, that are really helping me put this thing together. And, um, you know, we have, we've gone through, okay, what are we doing with, you know, like design and all that stuff, like for backdrops and, um, you know, what, what, what we got to, you know, make sure that we have everything. And they're staying on top of me to make sure everything's in order, make sure I'm 
asking the right questions uh, when it comes to, you know, the, the cruise liaison and, um, and making sure that everything is in writing. I mean, that was from the beginning. Kat was like, it's not happening until it's in writing. And uh, sure enough, you know, uh, she, she stayed on, on, on me enough to, to stay on them and, and we've got everything in writing. So uh, she made, they make sure that the, the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. I'm guessing that cruises are booked at this point, but in case they're not and there's still some spots available, what's the cruise line? What are the dates? Sure, there's there's spots available. In fact, actually, I believe uh, we just booked someone a couple days ago, um, so that was pretty cool. Um, but uh, it's March 3rd through March 7th, um, leaving New York. Um, so we'll leave New York on March 3rd, uh, returning the 7th on the Norwegian Escape. And uh, it's it's going to be a good time, a good time. And for for those who are probably listening to this and wondering, uh, this guy seems pretty cool. I don't know much about him, but I want to get to know him better. Roger, let people know how you can be reached and kind of contacted with a website, you know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, I mean, the best way to, to find all my links to social media is to go to rogerortega.com. But Instagram seems to be like what's really kind of popping for people now. So uh, people really like to watch my stories, and uh, you know, it's uh, so I, I really enjoy posting there. I like that I can post something and then it's gone 24 hours later in the stories. Um, and and then I like being able to just post a picture that'll stay for you know as long as Instagram's a company. <laughs> But uh, yes, it, it, that's that what I'm really trying to cool. drive people. Thank you for joining us. You are our first guest. Uh, we think you're headed in the right path, and uh, you know you're you're welcome to join us at any time, just to talk music. You know, if there's anything you just want to get off your chest, or, or you have an opinion on something, that's what that's what we're here for, brother. And again, we we thank you. I, I truly appreciate it. Uh, you know, being the first guest on Musically Speaking the podcast uh, is. is pretty awesome i didn't i didn't know it was the very first guest so that that i'm I'm really honored and i want to thank you for for your support over the years like i said we 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 go back to the r&b pop writer album and uh that was in 2012 man so so i appreciate yeah and and i just want to i just want to share a quick story about about r&b pop writer so joe shock lopez calls me and says hey man I got I got this guy Roger Ortega. He's gonna be a guest on on my show. I'll come down and hang out. And I was like, all right, that sounds like a good idea. And then he sends me the music beforehand. Uh, Calling all girls was the song. He was like, you're gonna play this. And then you show up. You had the hat on to the side, and you were <laughs> you were super excited. That was the first time I heard somebody mention uh, what was the booty slap. Yeah, and. <laughs> And and you get there, and it, the phones blew up. People were calling and the online, and it was it was yeah. such a great experience. And I was like, man, this guy gets it. This guy gets, it. And, you know. And fast forward years later, you know, multiple albums and and all this great work. It's just great to see the trajectory of your work, as long with me. I mean, I didn't know what I was doing at at Urban Latino Radio at the time, and it, it's great to you know, it's great to see that parallel. So. Um, so glad that that you got to be part of this. I appreciate it, man, and I've I've enjoyed watching you grow as well. And and I still think back to to that night. I'll never forget being in that studio there. And uh, it's it's one of my favorite memories of early on in my career was being there with you guys, man. And and that was I, I, I and you guys have been my boys ever since. And and I I appreciate. It. 
And like I said, it's been cool watching you grow and do different things. And, and here you are with Musically Speaking now. And, and it's awesome. It's really awesome. And, and now we get to meet uh, Luis or Lewis. <laughs> I was going to say Luis. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking forward to, uh, you know, on, on an artist level, connecting with you. I know we've, we've gone back and forth a little bit about, you know, maybe collaborating on a project, working on a song. But I, I definitely want to uh, make that come to fruition. So, you know, we'll, I'll be in touch and we'll do some music together. Beautiful, beautiful. Sounds good, man. Sounds really good. So thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it. All right, brother. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another great episode of Musically Speaking Podcast. Don't forget to check us out online, www.musicallyspeakingpodcast.com. And please don't forget to subscribe, review, and share our podcasts. Thank you. All right. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to Musically Speaking with your hosts, Lewis and